Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning to most of you. Good evening to some of us. We want to welcome you to the Global Watch International Call. It is August 28th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is the journey, which is our weekly discipleship hour. This hour, we are introducing the topic of offense, how it affects us and how to deal with it. And Susan and I will be giving introductory remarks, and then we will go into a breakout session to go a little bit deeper into the topic. But to start off, I think, Sue, we should have a, an opening prayer, and then you have a worship song that you want to play, yeah. correct? All right, let us have the world-renowned Margaret from Malta open us up in prayer. You just need to unmute yourself, Margaret. Yes, thank you, Fred. Thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are so good. You are amazing, Father. Lord, we thank you for coming back together from Hernhut, Lord God, where you're really opening our hearts out, Lord. I feel many of us that have been there have been changed, Lord God. Don't know exactly how, Lord God, but you've really softened our hearts. Thank you, Father, for this very precious and very important topic today, Lord God, that we really need to really become really completely immune to it, Father, for the end times, because it's really important. Father, we thank you for Fred and Sue for this platform, Lord, and we bless them in the mighty name of Jesus and every person on this watch in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Margaret. All right. Yes. Let us go. Let's I've go into worship. worship. Song. Unless I've you want to say something song. before the worship song. Yeah, I just want to say welcome, everybody. This is a topic that I believe we have all had to deal with. It's not, none of us are immune to it. So I'm praying that we can open up our hearts to this. We are in a safe place for us to see what the Lord has to say to us. And my prayer is that God make us vulnerable. Um, help us not hide our hearts from you, but to open that up so that we can be fresh and clean and uh, alive in you as your bride, uh, as you prepare your bride for your return. Amen. Um, yeah, this is, uh, don't feel like you're the only one that has experienced some of this <laughs> tonight. You're, we're all on the same ground. Let's oh, put it that way. That's right. Okay, so here's a worship song to center us on the message tonight, and it's called Worship in the Word. Susan, I don't know if you saw that, but Shirley's asking if you would share the link to the Yeah, sure video. will. I will. That would be really helpful. I just, before we begin, I just want to say that I don't know that it, I didn't think it was possible that I could feel any closer to the people on the watch. But after the meeting in Heronhood and just seeing people face to face and the incredible time that we had there, and I know it wasn't everybody, but it was a representative group. I just feel like we're on an amazing journey together. We're doing it together as family increasingly. And I have never been in anything like this 
before. And it's, this is the, I would say Susan and I both feel like this is the most amazing, rich, deep time that we've ever had in our lives. And we're just so thankful for all of you. It's very hard to even express it, but there is a sense that God is moving, that he's using us, that he is helping to prepare us for the days ahead, not just for ourselves, but so that we can help prepare others. And this is really an amazing thing. So I just want to say that we bless every one of you. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your love of the Lord. It, it absolutely shows through. It was so amazing to see that live person to person in Heron Hut, but we also sense it on these Zoom calls as well. I'm going to start off here with a few introductory remarks. We're only going to re be able to get to introductory remarks today. Susan and I both realized that this is a topic that really we need to spend several sessions, I'm not sure exactly how many, on, but we really get need to get into it more in depth. Why? Because offense is an issue that touches all of us in our walk with the Lord, every single one of us. It is one of the, I would say, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, stumbling block to, to walking in either individually or corporately or both walking in the fullness of what God's called us to. Jesus is coming for a pure and spotless bride. And there are three things, there's at least three, that he is looking for in his pure and spotless bride. One of them is found in his prayer in John 17, that we would be one even as Jesus and the Father are one. Let me just read it. It's John 17, verses 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That's John 17, 20 to 23. So Jesus' prayer in John 17 is that we would be one. The other, the second thing that I wanted to draw attention to was that in his pure and spotless bride, unbelievers will know that we are Christians by our love. John 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's John 13, 34, and 35. The third thing that he's looking for in a pure and spotless bride is reconciliation. And God has given us, in fact, the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself, through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So the biggest thing that's standing in the way of the fulfillment of these verses, which speaks to both our individual calling and our corporate calling, really, I believe, is offense. We all, every one of us in the body, have been offended multiple times, and we are dealing with offenses that come at us on a regular basis. 
So I think that there's two aspects of offense that we need to deal with. First, we need to deal with past offenses. And past, this is so important because past offenses not dealt with involve, almost always involve unforgiveness. And when we hold on to unforgiveness over time, what happens is a root of bitterness starts to develop in us. And over time, that root of bitterness acts like a poison. It poisons us from the inside. And over time, it's that poison spreads to those around us. It keeps us from healthy growth. And if it's not dealt with, it eventually leads like a cancer to spiritual death. And I don't think I have to tell you or remind you, but there have been a lot of studies done that have shown that bitterness is absolutely contributes to uh, mental illness and it contributes to a variety of physical problems as well. The second aspect of offense that we need to learn to deal with is offenses in our present walk with the Lord day to day. We need to learn how to, if we've dealt with past offenses and we're pretty free from those, but then on an ongoing basis, we need to learn in our walk with the Lord how to recognize offense when it comes, and we need to learn how to deal with it right away so that unforgiveness and bitterness does not take root in us. So we're looking to be free in the Lord, and uh, and this is so important. Really, those are the only things that I want to say by way of introduction. And Susan, I'm going to turn it over to you now because you have a sort of a different take on this and a really important thing to teach about how we can learn how to start to protect ourselves against offense and how we can learn how to deal with it when it comes. So if you want to just, I'm going to turn it over to you right now. Yeah, this is this is really an introductory session on offenses because we do want to begin to delve into this as a global watch, as a community, because Matthew 24 really does talk about the fact that many will be offended and many will be betray one another in the end times. We're entering into or have been in a betrayal culture, not to look at that as negative, but to try to orient us and equip us so that we can effectively deal with it and be continue to share the love of Christ amongst ourselves and with one another. How are they going to know we are Christians when things start getting dark and very difficult? They'll know this by our love. And so that's the introduction for tonight. And we'll be delving into it more as the time and season goes on. In fact, we'll maybe focusing on this for a while. Why? Because we want a healthy community. It's vital for the times ahead that we be able to war and battle through things together without offense. I'm taking a I'm taking my cue from Alyosha's message from the Shabbat this week. If you haven't heard it, Alyosha Ryabinov is new to the watch and we met him in Israel and at the Spirit of Elijah Summit. He has been a huge blessing. Will be he's very he's a biblical scholar, concert pianist. Need I say anything more? It's just brilliant with how he pulls things together. But this is a takeoff of his Shabbat message. And how do we know when we're nursing an offense? Um, some of them may be hidden from the past, but 
I would suspect that the most present offenses that we run into, we are thinking about them. I don't know if you've had some sleepless nights, but I certainly have. When Alyosha gave us his message, I began to realize that when offenses come into our lives, it comes into our brain and both the right and the left brain is involved. The right brain is more involved with our feelings and emotions. The left brain is more with our intellect. And so we need both to balance it out. We need to be able to feed both. Otherwise, we can start processing in our intellect and think things through. How many of us have been there? We're thinking things through. Situations that have bugged us, <laughs> we're thinking things through, but we aren't using the, the right brain in it. The left brain, on the other hand, does our all of our thinking. And if we're thinking too much, we're not using our right brain, which is the emotional part. So all to make this clear, how do we figure out how to get out of these conundrums that we can get ourselves into with offense? And it's Proverbs 23, 7 that says it. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we need to feed the right brain, the right things in order to process and move out intellectually into the situation. And we have to get out of the thinking things over in order to emotionally respond right. If we only emotionally respond to an offense, we're going we're gonna to be an emotional wreck. So is there one way that we can handle it? And thankfully, yeah, <laughs> it's very simple. It's knowing God's word. What is the power of God's word? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit and of joints in the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Whoa. The word of God is what can divide us through all this, get the right brain and the left brain working together so that we can function well, we can respond well, to these upsetting circumstances. If we feed the right brain with the right word of God, guess what happens? John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. How do we get out of all these conundrums? Knowing the word of God, because it, what? It sanctifies us. And Romans 12, 2 gets us cleared out of all the clutter that we get in thinking about. And it says here, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Knowing God's word is very key for the times ahead, not to take on offense. Psalm 1, 1 to 3, it's, you're familiar with this. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in what? The law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And 1 Peter 2.8 also says, 
um, confirms this whole thing, but they stumble who are being disobedient to the word. So not engaging with God's word when we go into offense can get us really off track. We can get all full of our emotions and upset and into the right brain focus, or we can get thinking about things in the left brain, thinking things through and losing our sleep overnight. God's word is very important to be feeding both sides of the issue. If we're finding ourselves emotionally upset about something and we're regurgitating a situation that hurt us, even six months, a year down the line, that's an offense. And what if we're thinking about it, it's time to get into the word and let it feed our spirit, feed our emotions, get us realigned with God's word to help balance us out. And pretty soon the offense has to go because why the word of God sanctifies us. It cleans us up. It gets us back onto safe ground. First Corinthians 6, 3 through 10 gives us an understanding of how important it is for the word of God. We can't, and it says here, Paul says, we give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, and how? By the word of truth, by the power of God. So offenses can be dealt with clearly through the word of God. And as a result, we can have peace. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. And Philippians 4, and I'll close off with this, and Fred, you can go on with your questions, but Philippians 4, 8 and 9 says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And what? In the God of peace will be with you. So the word of God is vital in dealing with the offenses that all of us have faced, are facing, are working through, and will face in the future. That is a foundational message today understanding that when we are offended, we're starting thinking about things, our emotions start getting a little rattled. But God is saying, get back into my word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that stuff will have to give way. It will have to give way. He will deliver you. If you go to back to his word, let it transform you from the inside out. Get to the place. Keep meditating on that word till the peace of God that passes all of our understanding get, keeps your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So that's it. And I'm not preaching. I'm speaking to the choir. <laughs> I've been there multiple times. And this lesson has been so good for me. And I'm so thankful for Alyosha and that right left brain because, boy, 
figure that out. When you start thinking too much on one thing that's bugging you, guess what? You need the right brain to get into the word of God. <laughs> Fred, there you go. Thanks, Sue. There are the stuff that you said is really important in terms of getting into the word and some of the scriptures. I think in the days ahead, there are some specific words that we need to get into that actually deal with the whole issue of offense. And, yeah. and I think that's going to be really helpful for us. But we're the goal here is that we're going to be we're going to be well equipped. We're gonna we're gonna end this up being having dealt with things that we need to deal with in terms of offense and being well equipped for offense coming in the days ahead. And uh, this is my this is our heart really for the Global Watch. There's a number of ways that we need to be equipped, a number of ways that we need to prepare for the days ahead. But dealing with offense is really one of them big one. And it's something that affects all of us. It's not, and Susan and I are by no means experts on this. We are dealing with it on an ongoing basis, just like you are. And we've had past things that we've had to deal with. And so we are very imperfect vessels in. I want to say one thing, Fred, I'm sorry to interrupt, that when you get hit with an offense, some of them can be very hurtful. But the more hurtful they are, just understand that there's a destiny in God in you that God wants to release you into. And it may be the very cross that you have to go through in order to get to that place that God wants you. And it can take time. It can take time. Some of you yes. may have wounds from your own parents over years, decades. But God's word can transform you and lead you into the way that he wants you to go. So I want us to be sensitive to the fact that some of you have gone through very deep ones. Fred and I have been through some very tough battles, but God has always brought us out to the other side. And you know what we found? Suddenly, there's more authority. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but that's how it works with the cross. That's the power of the cross, Fred. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so we're going to go into, I don't want to take any more time. We're going to go into breakout sessions. And the question is based on this, that the first step in dealing with offense is to recognize it. And sometimes it's hard to recognize, but one of the ways that we can recognize offense that hasn't been fully dealt with is if there's things that keep coming up, the same person keeps coming up or the same situation keeps coming up and it keeps annoying us or bugging us, or we want to put it down or we want to just get rid of it. And, and it can be anywhere from something that just an annoying thing that won't get away to go away to something that is consuming us. And we're going to just, this is the question, is there an offense from your past that keeps coming up and that you can't seem to get rid of? Now, for some of you, there may not be anything, or you may not be able to recognize it. I think it's a good starting point for discussion because we need to start, we need to first recognize that, hey, there's an area that I'm stuck here and I can't seem to get beyond it. And very likely there's some kind of an offense behind that. So we need to see if we can identify that. And then if we have time to pray for each other in the breakout sessions. So Sue, go ahead and put us into the groups. Okay. For those of you who might not have been on here, we're going into breakout sessions and we'll come back about 
in about 15 about, minutes. About 15 minutes, yeah. yeah. And we'll be sharing what you shared in your breakout sessions. Some yeah. of you may get a thing where I join this, this breakout group. Just click it and you'll be in there. We've got about yes. six or seven participants and encourage you all to be a part of this. This is where the action really happens. Yeah. Word to the wise, remember which group you're in and pick a spokesperson early on so that we don't Good have, point. we don't have to deal with that at the very end. Okay. Happy cyber spot, cyberspace traveling now. Bye-bye. See you soon. Hey, everybody. I don't know how it was with you, but we had a great time in our breakout session. The only problem was it wasn't long enough. I'm so, sure. <laughs> but people were will, very willing to share, and it was great, great stuff. Some ongoing issues, some great testimonies. So, Susan, how many rooms were there? Do 11. You 11. 11. Okay, let's get going right away. We'll start with room one. We'll just go room one through 11. Room one, spokesperson, if you want to unmute yourself and give us just a brief one or two points from your session. Yes, Dr. Fred. Thank you. And Sue, thank you so much for sharing because I can't tell you how this is so confirming what I was asking God this morning in my prayer time. Why is why am I going through this thing all through my head? I <laughs> can't get this offense out that just yeah. happened two weeks back. And, uh -huh. and we're starting the 21 days of fasting and prayer. And obviously, like you said, there's something about destiny. So God wants to deal with it. So this could yeah. have been a better place today. So in our room, such wonderful, beautiful people of God who have dealt, we're all dealing with that. This one is, the, like you said, identifying the offenses, number one, and then the offense coming in this, whether it is the secular or the Christian place, either ways, whether it's a church, forgiveness is a choice. And it's also to apply the blood and to go to the scriptures, like you said, now we do have to go back to the scriptures. So that has been, and I think God was dealing with spiritual pride in most cases. And, and at least for me as well. And even in marriage, it is choosing. Matthew 5 was a huge verse to go back to love your enemies, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Yeah. So thank you. And we still have to go back to the word and bless. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Can't get away from those scriptures. So the tough ones. Yep. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Molly. All right. Let's go to room two. Room two spokesperson. You want to unmute yourself and give us one or two points. Okay. Either somebody that's, hasn't unmuted themselves or. That's Ulrika, Ruth, Magdalena, Ulrika, that group. Yeah, so that was the quietest small group ever. <laughs> but Ruth shared with us a scripture from Ezekiel 3, where God told the prophet that he's going to harden his face, just the Israel is the house of Israel has hardened faces, hard faces and hardened hearts. And that the hard face that God would provide the prophet is actually a protection against offense or against taking offense by the reaction of others, the hardness of others. And, and that 
to have a hard face and a hardened heart is not is not God's desire. But sometimes He would give us He would harden our not our hearts but our forehead to to be able to cope with offense that is unrighteous. And I also wonder, wondered uh, about Yeshua. He seemed to not miss an opportunity to cause offense with the Pharisees, <laughs> to expose the hardness of heart. I believe even with us that we sometimes are set in places to, to actually cause offense with someone else. But in Ezekiel 3, 10, verse 10, it says, take to heart all the words that I'm I'm speaking to you. Take to heart and listen with your ears. And I think that's the remedy for us if we are put in places where we are set by the Lord to cause offense. That's a great point, Lily. That's, I think it's pretty clear that just sharing the gospel can cause offense and so we just we have to be we have to be ready for that um that's a great point okay let's go to room three room three spokesperson okay so we had a couple of points that came up and one was that there are different ways of, of offense and if other if someone else is offended we can get on board with their offense so we have to be aware of not getting um, on board taking sides for someone else that's in our relationship, whether it's church or family or whatever, but rather that we have to teach ourselves to cover them in prayer instead of taking on their offense for them. Uh, and then not being able to move forward because someone else is offended. And then the question was put forth, what do you do when the Bible tells you to go to a brother or sister and to explain that they're, do you have a problem with me? Since there's something wrong, is something going on? And that person says, oh, there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Or that person says, oh, I took her to the Lord and that's it. And so it was like, what do you do? And I said, I had a situation in my life where I had a person like that for a long time. It was an ongoing thing for years. And I would get upset about it, but there was nothing I could do about it because that person wouldn't talk about it. So the two verses the Lord gave me were the one from the cross, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they were doing because it was a it was a personal offense. And the second one is the one that we've already heard from Matthew. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. And then going on from there, another comment was we tend to react to things. And so we need to teach ourselves to pray instead of reacting. And then by praying, we come in line with the Lord's way of doing things like those verses I mentioned in my life. And then another comment was to, sometimes there's a lie that's involved in it. And so that that's to find the truth and expose the lie. And once again, to position ourselves in the Lord. Well, I, think that, I think that covers it. That's great stuff, Rhoda. The whole comment about we need to teach ourselves to pray instead of react. That is a discipline. And this is part of what we need to do. We need to discipline ourselves and in, in, in that regard, that's so good. All right, let's go to room four, room four spokesperson. 
Okay, that was our group. And our group began with someone who come fresh out of an offense and ah. prayed and laid it down and asked God to continue to that healing. So that was good. The blood of Jesus gives us absolution. And we, you, we've shared those scriptures this afternoon, Hebrews 4.12. And Hebrews 10 and 22.23 says that the blood of Jesus washes us from an evil conscience. And this age that we live in, the Bible calls it evil. That's a pretty tough word. But if we are not washed, if we are not cleansed, then things can turn evil with us. Forgiveness is a key. Uh, we all agreed with that. We, the Lord's Prayer, we must forgive because we are the forgiven. And the blessing, and Rhoda shared that, that blessing the one that has offended us, particularly hard if you've had an offense through authority, through a church leader, yeah. that's a particularly hard one. Yeah, we talked about that too. That was yeah, us. Janice, can you say again, or maybe put in the chat, the uh, the scriptures, the Hebrews, scriptures in Hebrews that you just mentioned? I think that would sure. be really helpful. Sure. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, let's go to room five, room five spokesperson. Yes, we know we can't sweep things under the rug. That doesn't work. And sometimes it, it takes a long time to unravel a situation, and God can work in layers to resolve it, give us peace, and heal us in these areas. It's dealing with an individual, especially someone who is a brother or sister, and even with unbelievers, I've found it's therapeutic to talk about it. But you sometimes you just have to bless the individual, keep your distance, and let it go. I think a good biblical example is Paul and Barnabas. I had to heat it dispute and that happens sometimes but later they were reconciled yeah. Paul did acknowledge <laughs> and Paul just tended to be a little hot-headed anyway Barnabas was of course the son of encouragement but God's working in these things and we have the word of God to cling to yep great great word there Michael even the biblical heavyweights like Paul and Barnabas they had they weren't uh, immune to heated discussions very important that we we also give ourselves grace that we're all imperfect and we handle things imperfectly all right let us go to room six room six spokesperson hi hello everyone so we talked about a couple of things and one of the things that came up is sometimes we may not be able to forgive on our own and we need grace from the father and his help in in forgiving and then the other thing that came up is when praying and when forgiving, if we have witnesses, that actually helps quite a bit. And the word also says that where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. So it's, it's, we found that it was a great practice. We, we need to identify and not, not, not deal with it is not a good thing. Denying it is not a good thing. And then we also talked about don't wait too long. Don't let it fester. Go know the word of God and go right away. Figure out what is wrong and and deal with it. And relationships are really important. And you, people are different, and they each one may believe something different. But it's up to us to go to the Lord, word of God and get that forgiveness and and deal with it. 
So that's what we talked about. Yep. Great stuff. I think, let me just emphasize the point that sometimes we need God's help in forgiving. We can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us release that person. Very important. And obviously in John 15, he says, without me, you can do nothing. And sometimes we just, we need to realize that's in fact the case. So that's great. Thanks so much, Susie. Okay. So we were room seven. There's a, there were a couple of, there were many important points, but there was one that, that just that sometimes things take time. And there was a testimony about a, an offense that was, that took years to get over. But when that finally, when the individual knew that there was, that it was over because they felt a spiritual release and there was a fresh anointing coming through. And I think that's very exciting when that happens because there's actually, you actually sense something spiritually has taken place. And, but sometimes to get to that point, it takes a long time. There's another point that was very, there's again, many points that were important, but there was one of the reasons for dealing with a spirit of offense is that if you don't deal with it, it can open the door to other demonic things. And, and it's just, it's all downhill from there. And, and so that's a reason to try to keep your accounts short and to deal with things as they come up. There was a, the last one was there was a, an issue of uh, one person had a reconciliation with her family who got together around her mother's death. And there were reconciliations between children and the mother and then between the children and each other. And there were multiple reconciliatory things that happened. So the spirit of God was really moving and God can do things quickly and he can do things. He's the ultimate multitasker. So that was very encouraging. So that's it from room seven. So let's go to room eight. Room eight spokesperson. Yeah, we were from room eight. A lot of things have already been said that we talked about. One thing we say was how offense can have a lot of different kinds that some things are like perspective kind of things and some things really are offensive, like they really were. <laughs> it has different levels. But I, in our group, we all felt like offense was very easy to identify. None of us had an issue with figuring out if something was an offense or not. And it just the same like what sometimes something is demonic. It's like on top of the offense, there's some demonic influence. One sister was sharing about that experience where she was set free, like she is really offended. And then someone prayed, some pastor prayed for her and this torment left her. And then she was able to think clearly to be able to deal with the offense when before she wasn't able to. So that there's sometimes there can be that kind of influence. And also one sister shared about like she was not able to forgive but because jesus commanded it she forced herself to forgive to and we were just talking about how that can be like using your will to forgive but that it's a process like eventually like you can use different like your emotion and your thinking in different ways but in the beginning sometimes you have to force yourself use your will to forgive yeah yeah great stuff thank you stacy yes we need god's help and it is uh, forgiveness is not about a feeling. It really is about an act of your will. And sometimes it's multiple. We have to forgive multiple times. And uh, how often am I, should I forgive my brother? Seven times, says Peter. And Jesus says 70 times seven. So there's no, you can't just forgive somebody once and then you're done with it. And then the whole offense comes right back. That's great stuff. Room nine, room nine spokesperson. 
Yes. One was saying that if you feel left out, alone, or rejected, you're recognizing you're grumbling in your mind to ask yourself, what is the root of it? What is causing it? And really ask the Lord for revelation. And another was saying that some people seem to be able to forgive easily and even wait years before there's reconciliation, particularly when the one who's caused the offense doesn't recognize the harm that's been done. And they were mentioning that sometimes this is a difference between male and females. But again, emphasizing the importance of quickly forgiving and choosing to forgive. And just also acknowledging that when something keeps coming up and up again, that you need to seek the Lord to deal with it. I was just talking about the importance of guarding your heart that comes out of Proverbs for the spring of life and bringing your heart to God and letting God be your comfort and your healer and your restorer. And then keeping our hearts free from offense, recognizing offense will come and recognizing our own part and release forgiveness quickly. Another was just saying this, that they see this tendency of over-processing things, that there's a, they said they're a lefty, an analytical processor. So just knowing that tendency and being able to stop yourself and quickly let go of things. And she just recognized she did offend a couple of people and just, she walked us through what she did. She went to them face-to-face and to deal with it and then release them to the Lord. That's great stuff, Wendy. And everybody's personality is different, but and some people are more processors than others. But sometimes processing things, which is not a, it's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes processing can turn into an obsession. And when that happens, then you're, you're, you've gone overboard, you're on the wrong track. So it's great stuff. Let's go to room 10, room 10 spokesperson. So we mostly covered, seemed to, the topic seemed to be focused on like family related offenses. And we specifically spent most of our time discussing, actually recognizing where we, not just focusing on how the other person hurt us, but how we hurt them and how it even provides a deeper level of healing it's, it can be very challenging sometimes when, especially, I feel like family offenses are like the worst. They're oftentimes the deepest because it's yeah. ongoing and it can be from childhood. Yeah. Go ahead. I yeah. didn't interrupt you. What were you going to say? No. Yes, you're right. And so being able to get to that place of recognizing where we caused that offense can help bring healing, not only to ourselves, but also to the individual who experienced pain in the situation. And uh, there was one other point, And at the moment, I can't remember what it was. Okay. But, we can, um, we, you can put it in the chat. That's all right. Okay. Yep. That was good, st- good stuff, Lily. Thank you so much. All right. Last but not least, room 11. This is Shanta, and I'm going to be the spokesperson. And standing in for Shirley. Go ahead. Anyway, we spoke about an author and a minister called Katie Souza, who has taught beautifully on how to get rid of the pain, the the memory and the remembrance of the offense. Because as believers, we all go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. 
we forgive the person who's offended us and we ask him to forgive us. But the memory of it stays in our soulish realm. And that is where we, this is what is the barrier for us. So she, everything is Bible-based in her teaching. And she teaches that you go, whatever offense is right there, right now in the present, you go to the Lord and say, Father, forgive uh, me for the uh, accepting this offense and forgive the person who's offended me in whatever situation. And uh, you plead the blood of Jesus on it. And the Lord is instant in forgiving you. And you have the peace in that. But the soulish realm that has the remembrance, the memory, and the pain, that is what you have to get rid of. So she teaches how the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from death, uh, resurrected him. That dunamis power, we very rarely, really use his power. There's so much in us when he lives in us. So she said, you go to the Holy Spirit of God and ask him to use the dunamis power on those memory, the pain and the remembrance to shatter it and remove it from your soulish realm. And when you pray, that is what is removed from your soulish realm. And it's amazing the relief that you get because whatever Jesus did on earth was instant. It was never a long process. When he said you're delivered, they've got delivered. If he said, take up your bed and walk and they obeyed, you know, they walked. So this teaching immediately sets you free from pain, from remembrance and the memories. Everybody can go look her up. It's Katie Souza Ministries, ex Expected End Ministries. I put it on the chat. And I think if you can, if everyone can go look at it, it would be definitely a blessing to go on in the ministry. That's what we shared and we prayed in our group. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shanta. All right. We've done all 11 rooms, Susan Rao. You, uh, let's go back to you for last minute comments and uh, any announcements that you have, and then we'll close. No, this was just a terrific conversation. I hope you could take the conversation and discuss it with your friends and discuss it with yourself <laughs> as we go forward. And I just did want to highlight, I put it in the chat. I'm going to put it again. This week is the fifth week. So we have a number of interesting watches that we are doing that are off the usual schedule. One is Lithuania is coming in. They're very interested in connecting with us. They are the Baltic states and the states that were the singing revolution. So there's a lot of history there that really will enrich us. And on Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time, we're introducing a new watch, which we're going to try to do periodically. It's a welcome watch to those who have been involved with the watch, or though, and particularly those who are new within the last six months or so, um, just to uh, talk with you, to help you get acclimated to the things and how to participate. Basically, it's an onboarding watch to give you uh, resources and connect with them, you in a more meaningful way. So that's Thursday morning, it's because 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. Uh, Tuesday, what also is looming for us as a global network is the Oslo Accord Initiative coming up. And we'll have a session on that Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. And why is the Oslo Accords important? They effectively divided Israel. And we've got another massive uh, thing going on with the US and Saudi Arabia 
and Israel happening right now. So it's very timely. It's a 30-year anniversary of the Oslo Accords. It's the 45-year anniversary of the Camp David Accords, which were also started the process of dividing Israel to, in the name of peace. And obviously, it's not brought peace. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. Thank you, everybody, um, for your participation. We've gone over time. Jenny Hager, if you would close us off in prayer, and if you have any comments you want to make before you close us off in prayer, we're giving you the last word. Just a very big amen. <laughs> amen to all the sharing. In our breakout room, it was rich, I'm sure, and everybody else's, and your teaching is just so wonderful. So, Father, we thank you so much. You are equipping us, you are preparing us, and, Lord, in the days to come, in these end-time days, many will be offended with us because Jesus is a stumbling block and an offence, and we stand with you, uh, Jesus, and we thank you that you are strengthening us and you're teaching us how to deal with these things in our life, how to bring a healing to, to our souls, Lord, healing, helping us through the whole emotional gamut of, of offence and these awful offence battles. But, Lord, um, you're circumcising our hearts and bringing us to a place as you prepare us, as you equip us. And, Lord, we thank you. You are the healer. You bring healing to us, just as Katie Sousa said, you bring healing to us when we're struggling and we just feel we're doing everything we can, but we don't feel released. We know that the promise that you are the healer, we are experiencing it and we thank you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. All God's people said, Amen. Everybody unmute yourselves, wave to each other. Say, I bless you in the name Amen. of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Bless you. Shalom. Bye. 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 Bye.